welcome back to another episode of Budgeting Period. My name is Kelly Showstrom and I am here just myself today and I wanted to talk a little bit about getting organized. And so the holidays are basically behind us. Um, No reason to be sad, but you know, it's that time where we're either maybe regretting some of our decisions, or maybe this is the first year that we did a really good job about spending and staying within our limits. And so wherever you are, it's still the perfect time of year to sit back, have a little bit of clarity, kind of assess the situation before we go into the new year. I don't know about you, but a new year is always a really, really good new start for me. And so just kind of, um, Um, doing my inventory and making sure, um, kind of just assessing the situation to go into 2024 with a new um, start and a new look on things is always, always what I'm looking for at the end of the year. So um, I just wanted to run through some quick things that we can do to kind of set us up in that mindset. Um, And so to jump right in, and I will link this article that I'm, I'm referencing. It's one that actually I wrote on bringmethenews.com, but I'll reference reference it in the show notes if you want to take a look at it later. So the first thing you can do, and remember, these are all just not to dive in, but then not dive in. Um, These are all just kind of checklists. Yes, no, something to keep in mind. Um, It's kind of we're just taking the inventory, right? And then we're going to do another episode diving fully into like how to create that new year plan. Um, but this is just to kind of get the, the wheel spinning. Okay. So the first thing is what can I do to increase my income? So did you feel like you made enough this year? Were you struggling paycheck to paycheck? Do you need to get some more income? Could you just maybe, um, tweak a couple of things and you're probably okay. I'm not saying that any of us are loaded and have more money than we know what to do with situation. But, um, you know, when we make more money, we have to give up more of our time. So assuming that, and maybe we're like, I don't want to give up more of my time. Did we make enough or do we really need to think about our income? So that's the first thing. Um, just kind of, uh, reflect on where your spending was as far as how much you made. Um, and if that was aligned or not. So the second thing is, can I afford to pay more towards my debt? And so think back, did you pay anything extra towards your debt? Were you just um, getting by with the minimum payments? Uh, have you even ever looked at a payment plan to see how quickly you can pay off your debt given the amount that you pay each month? Um Think about all the things around your debt. I know it's not a fun thing to think about, you guys, but I promise, I promise, once you get a plan in place, it's a lot easier to tackle it than you might think it is. I think it's more overwhelming to think about the plan than it actually is to execute a plan. Because once you start executing a plan, you're like, okay, this isn't as bad and scary as I thought it was, and I just avoided it for years, talking to myself here, and probably to some of you, let's be honest, um, avoiding it for years when I could have paid it off a long time ago. And so think about did I pay extra towards my debt? Can I pay extra towards my debt? This goes really along with the lines with, um, the the item about your income as well. If I can't afford to pay more on my debt, do I really want to, do I need to make more money? Again, we're just getting the wheels spinning here. We're thinking about things. We're being honest with ourselves. We're not hiding away from the scary stuff. Um, so number two is about your debt. Okay. Number three, am I saving enough today to fund for my vision, um, that I have for retirement? And so again, that is, I mean, this is all around our income, right? And it's not by accident. It's because truly, unfortunately, our income kind of rules our life. And it doesn't mean it has to take over your brain. Um, Alerts. It doesn't mean that it has to take over your brain. It just means that when we know how much we make, when we use our income towards 
our best of its abilities, its superpowers to go towards the happy, happy life that we want. Um, everything's in line, right? And so is your income, are you stewarding it towards um, that retirement plan? Whatever, you know, maybe investing in your business, whatever your long-term future strategy is, um, or you kind of ignoring it because you, I'm doing air quotes here, can't afford it. Um, and whether you truly can't afford it or you need to make more money, it goes back to number one again, um, something to think about. And so, um, I mean, not to hit you guys with the heavy stuff, but these are all things that we really need to think about um, as we're assessing our paychecks, as we're thinking about whether we are happy in our jobs or not, because money is not everything. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is, is your money being used um, most effectively or can you get a different job to make more money? or just because you hate your job and you get a side hustle, all the kind of stuff. So, okay. Next one is my emergency fund all set or how much do I need to get it funded? And so this is going to be two different camps here. Either you're in um, baby emergency fund mode where you're just kind of getting a tiny bit set aside just in case, you know, shit really hits the fan or you're in that full blown three to six months saving for an emergency fund phase. And so the first phase again is that baby emergency fund. I always recommend ballpark throwing it out there. Of course, this is going to be different for everybody. And if we ever, um, do coaching calls together, we would get more specific on this, but a thousand dollars per person in your house is always just a really good example. And so not to hate on Dave Ramsey, but he just has you do $1,000 for kind of everyone. Um, but, and that's a good, just like blanket rule. But if you've got six people in your house, you know, a thousand dollars might not be enough. Or if you have really unstable income, um, a thousand dollars definitely isn't going to be enough because that doesn't even cover mortgage or your rent. Right. And so, um, if you're doing that emergency baby fund, a thousand dollars a person, we just want that set aside so that, um, again, if shit hits the fan, we're not putting things on our credit card. We're not going further into debt. Uh, and if you have that set aside and you're kind of paying off debt, you can, um, get to that bigger three to six months worth of, um, expenses to have in your emergency fund. And remember when we think about expenses, you aren't putting three to six months aside of your monthly spending. Cause right now you're spending money on Netflix sub subscriptions, um, restaurants, vacations, all this fun stuff that makes life enjoyable. But if shit truly hit the fan, you lost your jobs and you know, you're, you're trying to save every penny possible, you're not going to be needing to save for those kind of things because likely you won't be going on vacation if you just lost all of your income. Um, so just truly three to six months worth of things that you need to live to get by, um, and to continue, you know, the household running as is. Okay. Next item, what are two of your big goals and do you have a plan to get there? And so I always encourage people to stay take a step back from the day-to-day -day grind and the stress and the overwhelm and the penny pinching and the paycheck to paycheck. And what do you actually want in life? What actually makes you happy? Because I tell all of my clients this, while you are getting out of debt, while you are paying extra on your debt, you should still be doing things that are fun. You should still be saving towards some of your goals. It doesn't mean that you're saving or you're doing fun things to the extent of if you had no debt, but it means that you need to find those little pieces of joy in your life because let's be honest, you're not going to stick to a plan. If it's so rigid, if you're not allowed to, you know, the, to pick on Dave Ramsey again, the, um, you're won't step foot into a restaurant unless you work there. That doesn't work. It does. It did not work for me. It will not work for you. Let's be honest. And unless you're the type of person that you can pay your debt off in like two months, like you have such little debt, you might be able to pull that off. Right. But I'm talking to the rest of us that are doing this on, um, this is a long game plan. This is, um, many, many months, if not years, 
you can't just never go to a restaurant ever again. So what makes you happy, whether it's maybe um, one nice dinner with your spouse a month or a week, or um, do you still need to go on maybe the one family vacation a year? Whatever it is, let's just incorporate it into our plan. Let's think about what um, our goals are that truly make us happy while we're getting out of debt, while we're figuring out how to budget, while we're um, not putting stuff on our credit card. Uh, but make sure that your goals are included because those are always important. And I will always advocate for you guys to continue doing those. Um, even no matter what phase of this journey you're in, right? Okay. Number six, what system am I following to stay on track with my spending? And so do you have a system? I'm calling you out. Do you track your spending and people tracking your spending and budgeting are two very different things. I'm not even going to go into that soapbox. Um, there's a billion episodes on it, but reach out to me if you have questions. Um, but are you tracking your spending? Are you budgeting? Do you do this in an app? Do you have pen and paper? Do you have the cash envelope system? Do you and your partner, um, have regular conversations? Are you guys on the same page? Who's in charge of what with your finances in your household? Do you guys split money? What system are you guys using? There's a lot of questions that go in on that. And there's entire episodes that we can dig into that even further. There are some that already exist. So go back and look at that and then just start those conversations with your spouse. Start thinking about this. If you don't have anyone that you have to worry about, even better, um, because this is the glue to hold all of this together, right? Okay. And for the last one, is there anything holding me back from taking action? So this is the scary part. This is the, why the heck haven't you done there yet? Gone there yet? Why the heck are you still listening to me? And this has been a year now and you still haven't even started paying your debt or you are still trying to figure out your budget, but do you actually try that hard? Let's be honest. Um, and this is hard, hard stuff. I'm not trying to say that this is easy and that um, this can't come second nature to everybody or that it's even enjoyable all the time. Uh, I quit budgeting many times before it actually stuck. And um, it took me 20 months to pay off my debt. And so this didn't happen overnight. But do you know what? When I sat back and I thought about things, um, getting rid of my student loan debt was non-negotiable and it was bigger than everything else. And so once I finally was able to stop having my pity party of, oh, it must be nice to not have debt or looking at my friends that made more money than me and being like, oh, well, if I made that much, I could be debt free and I could be going on vacations also insert name. Um, you know, once I started having this pity party on myself and, um, just wishing I, you know, was jealous basically, then I could actually make the change. Then I can actually dig in and do the work. And, um, if you were there and I'm talking to you, yeah, it fucking sucks. Right. I still think about, um, compare myself to friends that make more money than I do. And you know, what life could look like if I just made more money or if I just didn't have to pay X and Y things because, you know, parents and all this other stuff, um, it just gets in the way of actually getting to the action and to honestly being happy because we hold on to all that stuff. It's really hard to just truly be happy with our lives. Um, because we still have a lot to be grateful for. And no matter what situation you're in, um, there are people that are praying and wishing they were in your situation. So I, um, a little reminder on that piece. I remember paying off my debt and I remember people telling me like, Oh man, if I only had 60 grand of debt, I could have easily paid that off as well. Cause I have a hundred thousand dollars of debt or $200,000 of debt. And there's, and I remember being in that situation being like, well, it must be nice to only have $10,000 worth of debt. Right? So there's always somebody that's going to wish they had your scenario, no matter how shitty it is. Let's be honest. Um, first world problems here. Right. And so just think about that and be grateful for what you have and be the owners of your future and your life. And, um, don't let anything hold you back. And so 
yeah, that is all that we had today, you guys. Um, I just wanted to give you little reminders about end of year and let's reflect. And then we're going to dive deep um, for next year into planning for the full year and um, how all of these systems look and um, how you can actually make change and an impact in your life. So without further ado, thank you so much for listening. Um, always a pleasure. Reach out. Um, of course, always follow this ep- this podcast, send it to a friend, this episode, if you um, really, you know, found, found something useful out of it, um, always appreciated. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.